Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 32nd episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I am your host, KDM Kane. Possibly joining me later will be my co-host, Will Turps. But tonight's guest, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Craig from the Red Hog and Res Hog Film. What's up, Ryan Craig? Oh, it's good to be on here, Kane. I had no idea you had been doing this for 32 weeks. Is that what that means? Or is just yeah, man. Track, uh, of each show? Yeah, 32 weeks. So what what was it that uh, inspired you to say you were going to do your own podcast? Well, dude, for cannabis, there's not a lot of good content out there. So me and my friend Will... We would have super dope, deep convo at the cannabis shop we worked at, Natural Wonders. Shout out to Natural Wonders. Um, and we just decided we wanted to do a podcast. And so we linked up with Mitchell and Jess and made it happen. That's cool. Um, how did you guys feel like about, like for you, me and you are the same age, so growing up, remember when uh, marijuana, cannabis, pot, whatever you want to call it, had a stigma? It was yeah. looked at as a, however it was looked at. How do you feel now about how the commercialization of it and uh, it's cool now and it's just all fine? How did that make you feel as things began to change in the last couple of years to where it was like that? Well, to me, I dig that it's more accepted. I don't like that big money is able to edge out people who've risked their freedom for years you know like that's that's a sad part about it but i think as long as the laws are written the the laws are written as long as the laws are written so that people can grow their own i'll be happy with that yeah everybody should be able to grow their own but that's depending on which state you're in, you can or cannot. And so they're going to vote federally soon. And I hope that you don't have to buy it from a store. I hope you can grow your own. What's that like for you when you come to, well, what's it like in Arizona? Because in Washington now, it's this thing where they got these fancy lights and commercials on the radio and billboards and to me it just i was never i was never big into that you know i've been around it and stuff and i don't have anything against it i'm just saying the way it feels now is so uh commercial i guess how do you, what's it yeah. like in arizona yeah it's the same it's still just medical here so you have to get a medical card before you can go to a store but there's billboards and I think there's like a hundred shops in Arizona. So, okay. but to me, I started off as a medical patient in Oregon and Washington. And when I worked in shops, that was the only people that I was able to serve for like the first three or four years. It was people who had medical cards who were coming in looking for medicine. And so my 
experience and knowledge I tried to use to help them find what they want or what's going to help them with their condition, you know? And so since it went wreck, a lot of that shit's out the window. Um, it's still geared towards effects. Like, how's it going to make you feel? But not necessarily to remedy symptoms of a condition of a medical patient. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I was just okay. curious, you know, uh, as you get into your 30s and late 30s now for us, um, we see things change. And and when I see things change, whether that be music, movies, the things that we consume, the things that we eat, the things that we do in our free time, it's not that I'm ever, like, mad because I remind myself. There's lawmakers that are either there's people that, that that works to pass laws that are our age, maybe even younger, yep. you know what I mean? So yep. it's not like we're kids anymore. And I have to remind myself that sometimes, Oh shit, I'm not a teenager no more, but I, I sometimes feel like that, you know, I do too. bro. Like, uh, like, like all, all the do. ways that you think about weed, you think about weed, you hide it. It's in a plastic bag in your pocket. You have to hide it. Uh, because you don't want somebody to see you. Like, it doesn't have to be like that no more. That's that's what's kind of weird, you know? It is, dude. Living in Oregon for for those years really changed my perspective. It, it calmed down my paranoia. Down in AZ, I still swim back. Like, I, I'm sure. I don't, I don't look outside anymore. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I still got to be ninja. But like uh, you said, the the stuff you consume—that's the other thing too, Ryan Gray. As a, when I was growing cannabis, I had to pass a test for mold, for pesticides. Um, what was the other thing? Mold and mildew and pesticides. So I had to grow it really clean. And I did organic, made my own soil, all that. And they they did away with the mold test on rec, but you still have to pass for pesticides, E. coli, and salmonella. But you were talking about the consuming of product. Everything at the grocery store, Ryan Craig, didn't go through that test. It didn't get tested for pesticides or E. coli or salmon. That's why you still see those outbreaks happen. It's like they're recalling this lettuce because it has E. coli. Like at a weed shop, that would have never hit the shelf. You know what I mean? Yeah, I never had this conversation. That's interesting. Um... To me, I think of apples. I, where, where I'm from, yeah. apples are a yeah. billion-dollar industry. Do you think something is? Do you think you would want to eat something when you see a guy go by on a tractor, wearing all this uh, protective gear, uh, including yeah. something he has to breathe in? Do you think that's something you want to eat now? No, fuck man. no. That's crazy no. to think about. So it that's is. what I thought of when you mentioned that. Well, dude, like wine. Most of those grapes had that guy rolling by on the tractor, 
if you're from the if you're from this region, you've seen it, huh? Describe yeah. It for somebody who might be listening, who's not, who's maybe never been to a rural agricultural area, it's like what uh, Walter White and Jesse were wearing when they were cooking meth on uh, Breaking Bad. It's like that. That's yeah, what they're, they're wearing. Yeah, they up like that. Yep. Go and buy an tractor. While while the people who live in the community, we don't we don't wear that, and they're spraying it, you know, fifty yards away from us. We just drive yep. by. We just keep doing whatever we're doing. Yep. So, oh, well, shit, so they're spraying roll is, the window up. Yeah. What I did was is I got two apple trees and a, and one peach tree. So in the summer, I get to enjoy maybe 10 apples. And then I get to Hi. enjoy maybe 20 peaches. But I don't have to fucking put gear on and fucking spray it with all that pesticides or whatever else it is. I just eat it the yeah. way it grows from the ground. So that's kind of similar dope. to what you're talking about. That's that's dope, Ryan Craig. That's that's my same my my goals or wishes for everybody in the country. It's like you you you're growing your apples so that you can enjoy them free from whatever the industry poisons them with. People should be able to do that with cannabis too. Well, because yeah. I, I hear people say, oh, it's such a bad year for the growers, or they'll say, oh, if this if this batch goes bad, the warehouse is going to lose a whole day of production. And I'm thinking in my head, I don't care. They're already millionaires anyway. They're already rich anyway. They already did everything they did to our land over here anyway. Why do I care? I, I don't care yeah. if they have a bad year. I just want to grow my vegetables and fruit and put it on the table and eat it. You know what I mean? Like I don't get why people say that. Yeah, goddamn right. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Well, because uh, like, well, they're, they're crabbing yeah. Piss and moan. Yeah. Or, or all of a sudden it rains or it hails. Oh, I'm so worried about the cherries. Why are you worried about the cherries? They weren't going to take some of their profits and donate it to things for like playgrounds for kids or underprivileged people. No. <laughs> Stop worried about their cherries. Yeah, they're subsidized by the government, dude. There you most, go. Most farms, especially in this country, like for grain or anything else, they don't actually make money. They don't have a viable business unless they're subsidized by the government, which is fucking crazy, you know? Because because it doesn't matter what they what the weather does, they're gonna get paid either way, right? Exactly. Are we wrong to assume <laughs> yeah. that? Now, somebody might be listening who was raised by a farmer, and I'm not saying I'm anti-farmer. Me I'm neither. Just saying, uh, I love farmers. I'm just saying uh, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose sleep at night because it got cold and somebody had to go put on those smudge things if they still have those. You know what yeah, I mean? I like where I'm from, we were. <laughs> We were the teacher would say, "Well, if you had to go outside late and smudge, uh, I'll give you a break. You don't have to do your homework." Oh bullshit! Knock it off. That doesn't make them better because they go work in the apple orchard. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just got this weird uh, idea of farming and stuff. I I see it as kind of greedy sometimes. Yeah. Like, not all the time. But yeah. yeah. 
It's turning that way in cannabis too. Is it yeah, exactly? That's kind of where. Well, that's kind of why I asked how you felt. Yeah. You sincerely, you sincerely live, have lived this lifestyle for twenty plus years, right? Yeah. And yeah. now you see people coming along who never lived it, who just want to either make money off of it or feel like they belong to something or. I don't yeah. Know. But see, I don't want to well, be bitter I, like that either, though. I I understand. If Will was here, I would ask him to define the term Chad. He's always calling people Chad, and I feel that term. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, uh, it, it's like you're saying, guys who don't know shit about it, bringing a bunch of money into it, just trying to profit. And I am super inviting to anyone who wants to be a part of the community, like the cannabis community. But it's hard to be inviting to guys like that, you know? It's like like the industry fucking executive bloodsucker. Guy that's going to change everything about it that you like into something you don't like. So it's like, fuck, it makes you a little bit salty. But that's why I, I just want everybody to be able to grow their own. Cause it's like, yeah, these right. guys, these guys are going to take over industry for sure. You know, like I fucking work for Amazon, bro. You know, like they're not going to lose and neither is big money in cannabis. But as long as everybody can grow their own, I'll be happy. I, I, you know? I now, now, after you say all that, think about it like this. Nobody's forcing me to go to Walmart or Costco to get my uh, cabbage or lettuce or squash or pumpkins. So it's the same thing. I can go outside, yeah. take the seeds, put them in the dirt, and get a sprinkler or, and a hose and water it every yep. every day. Set it on a timer. Eight. There you go. So that's the same thing you're saying, right? Yeah. Okay, and so it's that, I, I agree with you. Yeah, totally. It's, it's that easy. People think it's hard. Like, people would come into the shop, and we'd have a bunch of clones. And they'd be new, like new patients. And I'd be like, yo, you guys should grab a couple cuts, throw them in the backyard. And they'd be scared. Oh, man, I don't know. It sounds hard. And I'd look at them, and I'd say, Ain't nothing to it but to do it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's dirt, water, and sunlight. You know? Like, make sure they're fucking watered. It'll grow. It'll bloom in the fall. Well, and everything it, uh, we're talking about kind of, kind of goes back to just everyday life, meaning nobody's going to force me to pull up to McDonald's and order the quarter pounder with the and, and make the fries bigger and then get the sugary coca-cola yep. nobody's gonna force me to do that nope i can just decide hey i'm gonna find something else that i'm gonna eat and i'm gonna prepare it myself so the way you just said that is kind of the same like people are overpaying because they choose to but yes. i also get what you're saying is that nobody wants to have that fear that somebody's gonna come say Oh, you're only allowed to grow this many, and we have to do this and this and this. You're saying that too, right? 
Well, dude, yeah, there shouldn't be a plan, but there's going to be, you know, like six is okay. If you could put six plants in your backyard, you could make it to the next summer, you know, like yeah. that'll last you through the winter. You'll be okay. But well, think of somebody living, think of somebody living in an urban city environment who decided uh, whether their neighbors liked it or not, if this little area right here is my area that I get to have to grow grass or whatever it is that I'm allowed to do, what if people just decided they were going to start having chickens yeah. or raising pigs and cows and livestock? Yeah. Somebody would look at them like, you're crazy. You can't do that within these city limits. But why? Why can't you? Why can't yeah. you grow your own food? Be, be your yeah, own butcher. Slaughter your own food. Prepare your own food. You know, natives do it with fish all the time. Yeah. Anyway, That's... these are just uh, ways to think to where you're not so dependent on this idea. That the, because it's, it's, it's not good to be too dependent to think that the government is going to always be there for you and always help you. And we need to respect these leaders and honor these leaders the same way we did Ronald Reagan. But no. it's also not good to think, it's also not good to think that, wait, the government's out to get me. Fuck, fuck all of them. You know, like, yeah. I mean, it's not good to be too extreme one way or the other. Just be your own person is what we're trying to get to, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. And that could, because that could go to marijuana, meaning that maybe for me, marijuana isn't what I, what I want and what I need. But that's okay. Yep. I don't have to go and say, uh, Katie Kane, that's not what's good for you. Because I don't know what's yeah. good for you. Yeah. But but people don't want to think that way no more. People want to have somebody else think for them. And that's what I'm yeah. trying to get away from in life altogether. Me too. I want to ask questions. No no doctors. Not, and, and, right. And it doesn't have to be a fight. It doesn't have to be a debate. No, it's just asking questions yeah like no regular doctor would tell me about medical marijuana i had to pay 150 bucks for it and so it's like why because because it's illegal basically you know there's this little loophole the doctor sticks his neck out for 150 bucks and you get to grow six plants that's more or less how so, I don't know, dude. I just, being on my res, I didn't know all these things were happening until I got there. And then it was like, holy shit. And just, when uh, you, oh, sorry. I, I don't try to pick on folks, but if they have questions, I try to answer them honestly or refer them to a, a resource that can answer their question. Hey, but when you said that, you know what that made me think of? What's up? Uh, I don't know why. This idea that 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 if if you get in trouble for something, whether it be a, a misdemeanor or a felony, this idea that if I don't have money to pay some person that went to six years or eight years of law school somewhere that I'm basically fucked if I don't have that money. Like shouldn't yep. the law be the law? Yeah. Like why is it that if I go and and 
and, and fork out $5,000 for this case. And I'm just throwing out a number. I don't know what it would be. Oh, really? he'll make it go away. But why couldn't it just have gone away because I was innocent? Like, I'm so tired of people who don't have the means to go and pay a bunch of money to somebody being in a situation where a public defender tells you, well, I don't think we want to chance it. Knowing that you're innocent, knowing that you yeah. did not do what they said you did, they say, I don't think we should chance it. You better just take the deal. But if you had uh, thousands of dollars in your bank account, you wouldn't even have any worries because they would prove you're innocent. Like, to me, that idea is just like, insane like why can't yeah. the law just be the law most times too paying that money and saying you're gonna go to trial will get them to offer a way better deal you know what i mean it's like they don't want to spend the money but it's like if he's going to then fuck we might as well just give him a lesser charge and probation but if you don't have that loot, you're getting the first deal they offer, and you're going to jail. You you know you're gonna pay money, and you're gonna be on probation. <laughs> you know, in some of these smaller places, I don't even think they would. I don't even think they can take it to trial. Like yeah. I don't even think they have it's too that expensive. option. That's why the they laws don't are even changing. Have that. It's 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 a waste of money. Like these weed people are, they're not stealing anything. It's like we're spending like five times as much to take them to court as they're going to pay out for their penalty. You know what I mean? Like the because money the you idea pay for in fines. my head is that we are here for you to uphold the law and we are here for me to answer as to whether or not I committed this crime. But once you get there, you're not there for that. It's like being yeah. in the Department of Licensing. Who's next? In, out. Yep. All right, pay up. Sign your name yep. here. Set up a payment plan. And I'm just so tired of that idea of like, and it's kind of like what you said when you said you had to pay money just to talk to a doctor about it. And that's kind of yeah. how I feel like. You have to pay money just to talk to somebody about what's right and what's wrong and how the yeah. law works. But the law should yeah, just man. be the law. Yeah. Fucking A. Anyway. Yeah. What's that? What else is going on? <laughs> well, man, I, mean, I dig how you started that, Ryan Craig. You worked in radio, didn't you? I did for a long time. And uh, <laughs> even, even, even radio to me got to the point where uh, they, they told me this day was coming, but I love Sirius XM. It's cool. And everything yeah. like that, but but the art of being, the art of being the person that can um, influence people's moods, and uh, and all that that's almost gone now. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. the the job is like dying out, and it's kind of yeah, sad dude. actually. But anytime you want to come on here, bro, let me know. We got you. All right, cool. This this dude I went to uh, college with. He came over from um, Federal Way, that's by Seattle, and he worked at 107. When we were young over here, 107 was like, that was the top 40 station. So that was like all we had for like Boys to Men, Mariah Carey. And then at night, they would play Ice Cube and Dr. Dre and stuff. But yeah. he tells me, 
he tells me they won't give me enough hours. They're only going to let me do the morning show. And in radio, morning drive was always a big deal back in the day. When we went yeah. to school, they talked about morning drives when you can put your best DJ on. So he said that they hire him to only do the mornings. So he's working the four hours, five hours, or whatever, getting off work, doesn't know what to do with his time. He's not from Yakima. And after all that, after about three months, three to six months, I can't remember what it was, and he got to work or whatever, he tells me, I could have made more money working at McDonald's. And this is somebody that learned the trade. He was good at what he did. He was doing morning drive in like the 111th biggest market in the country of Yakima. You know, yeah. 200,000 people in the Yakima Valley. And he told me, I could have made more money working at McDonald's. This is about, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. And it was oh, at that man. moment I just thought, damn, this art form is just like, it's dying, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's why creating our own is where it's at, bro. There you go. There I would you listen go. to your podcast every every week, Ryan Craig. We should do one. But but and and, and that's where the that's where you have to appreciate the art. You love to yeah. talk about cannabis. You love to talk about the lifestyle, the ways you grow it, the the the, the, the history of it, and all that. And so that's what you did. Because yeah. you didn't get to hear it enough. So you did it for yeah. the love of it. You didn't do it saying, oh, I'm going to get this corporate sponsor. And we're going to get this person a sponsor. No, you did it because you, you loved it, right? Yeah, man. And that's what I'm trying to get to, too. And that that brings up the movie. The thing about this, if, if anybody would ever ask me about the movie, well, I'm not really big. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about myself. I want to talk about this. No, no, but if we no, do start no, talking Craig, about it, I want to I want say, you to talk. We did it. For at least two minutes, I got to run and grab a drink, and I'll be right back. But talk, please, okay. about the movie. Okay. Okay. So so the thing about the movie is um, is you got to think, don't do a movie for reasons where your goal is to just make money or I want to reach this many people. Like, oh, I got to do it on this topic because this is what's trending right now. No. Don't do any of that. The whole reason to make art, whether that be film, uh, music, paint, drawing, podcast, whatever it may be, is because it makes you feel good and it makes you happy. And then once you lose that drive or that love for the whole reason why you did it, then the whole thing just became pointless. You might as well just stop and give up but if your love for the art kind of is intertwined with what you do for a living then it's kind of all right but then you're kind of stuck like well i gotta pay this bill i gotta pay that bill i'm back i don't know yeah i was just talking about uh i was talking about when you when you lose the love for something you might as well stop doing it but yeah. in my case, the things that I'm doing, they kind of are intertwined with what I have to do to pay bills. Yeah, man. So same. But I was just I was just saying, uh there's certain things that trend, whether it be in inner cities, whether it be in rural communities, whether it be anywhere in the world. And some people want to jump on things that are trending, you know? Uh, and yeah. and that's okay if there's people who do that. They capitalize off of what's hot. There's a lot of people that we know that do that. They're not bad people. 
But me personally, I never wanted to be that guy, you know? Me neither. I only wanted to do what I wanted to do. And maybe Same. sometimes it was what was trending. It's okay it's yeah. okay to go with trends. I'm not saying I'm anti trend. I'm only saying I never wanted somebody to tell me you need to make something you need to make a song about this and point their finger in my face. You need to yeah. make a song about this and point their finger in my face. Yeah. I don't need to do but shit seeing, but express myself as an artist. Now with that being said, Kane, you got to see the positives and negatives the good and the bad of being 100% independent. We had yeah. no money at all. Our budget, our budget was zero. Our budget was negative. So yeah, that, when, we had to price out been nice, what shit cost. Would it have been nice to have come up with it? Though? Yeah, it would have been nice. It would have been super. So the nice. question for you is: Would you have taken? Let's say somebody came along and said, hey, we want this product placement, or we want you guys to put something in this movie with this specific message, and we'll give you this. Here, here's $5,000. There you guys. Eat good, travel good, no more stress. And nah, would you do it? Not for five. All <laughs> 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 right. Well, I mean... It, for real, it costs more than that. It's going to be seen more times than that. You know? Because, okay, there's this, uh, there's a rapper from Portland. He's called Amine. And he had this song called Caroline. And it's fucking dumb. Like, I, I like his shit. It's like comedic, but still about girls. And in the video, he had, uh, kahuna burger their uh restaurant in beaverton and they sponsored it i don't know how much he got paid because it was before he blew up but that video uh -huh. blew the fuck up so they probably got a deal like you're talking about they probably threw him flat and they had they ate a burger in the video like 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 the homie grabs it and takes big bite like a it cuts to that and it's like yeah and then they shoot one of the scenes outside the restaurant so it's like i i don't know ryan craig if they gave us five like what the fuck you know like shit i'll take a bite of the bird put the I've logo on the people I've met other people, and they said, uh, well, first we're going to do a, what do you call that? And and for anybody that's, that's hearing this, I don't know um, technical terms. Uh, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't claim to know technical terms about filmmaking, about music, business, none of that. But, hey, what's that called when you, when you oh, a storyboard. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even know what a storyboard was. And then there's somebody who's trying, who's trying to walk me through how we're going to do a storyboard. And I'm not saying I don't want to do it. I'm only saying I came from a background where when we used to do music, our goal was to get it done as soon as we possibly could because it wasn't even our computer. It wasn't even our equipment. We had to yep. get in and get out. 
And so I brought those same bad habits over to filmmaking. But the authenticity of the content and the writing and the acting is why we have people saying, we like it. We want to see yeah. more. We want to bring you to these events and stuff. And so that's what we're talking about is being able to go to L.A. It's called the L.A. Skins Fest. It's happening uh, this Right now, weekend. as this episode airs, we're there. Right. Right now. And so, and so I can guarantee you, I would be very, very, very surprised if there was another film that had a budget that was similar to ours, meaning very low. And that has nothing to do with our talent. That just has to do with the way we made the film. Now, I, I think for you, Kane, I think as you progress and your resume gets bigger for your acting, do you think this helped you being in this, uh, all right, cut, do it again, cut, okay, yeah, yeah, this amateur style that we use of rushing? Now, do you want to go to the other side where you have somebody who went to film school and then they do things what will be, quote, unquote, bunny years the right way? Well, what do you think? Um, nah, man, because honestly, bro, I have high hopes going to this, uh, film fest this weekend that maybe yeah. other folks will want to collaborate with us but it's just been my experience that th those kids don't want to play with us you know oh and yeah so, i know what you mean and so i i'm thankful to you that that you let me be a part of this project because it's dope like it's talented writing and acting. It came out dope. And I feel like more independent folk would be inclined to work with me because of this. And I'm down. Um, and if some regular people want to that do it the quote unquote correct way, I'd be down to check it out. But I just don't. I don't expect those people to want to work with us. I don't think they want to. I think they'll look the other way. And well, I'm you know okay what with I that. think it might be is that is that if we expose that anyone who has determination and and the passion for filmmaking, we're gonna <laughs> expose that anybody can do this. Like. This was yeah. what they call, I think, guerrilla filmmaking, right? Yeah, goddamn right. There were no permits. Um, just to give some people some ideas of how stressful it could get. There was this guy, he was the mayor of a town over here on my reservation. And he was a controversial figure. He was in the news often. And it didn't matter to me whether I liked him or disliked him, agreed or disagreed with his politics. We wanted to use this, uh, the jail Location. in the town. And uh, all of the anticipation and stress that went into waiting to see if we could get in would only have been done by a group like us. Others would have said this is very unprofessional. Uh, he shouldn't have put us off like this to where we're waiting for an hour or two. And, I mean, yeah, it was on some famous people, too. What's that? 
It was like a superstar, famous, famous person shit. I'm like, fuck, he's not going to show up. I, I was being super pessimistic. I was like, fuck, he's not going to show up. Let's go shoot the next scene. Honestly, honestly the making of the <laughs> film was just as dramatic as the film. Yeah. We should have had a I mean, camera were... rolling that whole time. But when you have a crew where where there were no really extra people around except for the one guy who was doing the sound with this Dude, little recorder without any kind of stand. Rigo? But there was uh what was his name? His name was, was it Rigo? Caesar. Caesar. Yeah. So then so then our, our lead female actor got a phone call from home that something bad had happened with a friend. I think they may have passed away. So yeah. there was that. There was uh just a lot of different things, and we crammed everything into about what ten hours. Nah, as far as filming, it went. was like fourteen. Okay. We went from eight so, to till like ten thirty eleven, and then we wrapped up the next day, wasn't it? Yeah, we did our post interviews the next day. When oh, was we that did last scene filmed where where you where yeah. you and the second. And the and the supporting female were, were were filming the last scene. Where was when was that? Was that Saturday or Sunday? That was, no, that was Sunday. We did. That was okay. on Sunday. So a, a a day and a half or so of filming. Yeah. So I I think what I would want to say to anybody out there is, <laughs> to me, it felt like when I first got into music back in the late '90s is that I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't really have anybody to coach me or lead me. I had a lot of people that thought it was just stupid to even do, but I, I was passionate enough about it. If you apply that to your life, you know, me and Kane and, and Kylie, we didn't know we were really going to make it to be a finalist in a film festival. And we didn't do it for that. My no. point is that we're going to be sitting in LA with those people that probably spent maybe a million dollars on their project, maybe 50000 Maybe ten thousand. It's still yeah. we're gonna be even for that day, you know. So yeah, dude. yeah, it was all worth it. For real, bro. I wanna like Sunday. I wanna watch all of them. Like I wanna go there all day. Me too. You know what I mean, me too. I wanna appreciate their work and at the same time compare ours. Yeah. I'm. I wanna compete. Yeah. Same, dude. I want to talk to other people. I want to talk to them about uh, where'd you guys film it? How many days did it take? What was your budget? And I'm not saying it to say, well, our budget was this. No, I I just want to know, you know, like, like how, how did your guys' work? For reals. Hey, but then part of the story, too, is that this film took so long to edit because our director of photography kind of held the movie hostage. And so the stress that went along with that made everything weird for everybody. Me, you, yeah. Kylie, were in this like this weird triangle where we were like, is it going to be done? Is it not going to be done? Yeah. You got stressed. I got stressed. Kylie felt like maybe she wasted her time. So then yeah. like 11 months go by, uh, the, the, the director of photography, he's not a professional. He's not a, a film school guy. He's somebody who has a camera. 
So, and, and so, so then we finally, we finally work it out to where we get with uh, Nate Winnishep, the a co-founding member of the Red Sox. Yeah, he shout out to Nate. Shout out to Nate Winnishep. But then my question for you, Kane, is after all of that, 11 months, after all the stress, after all the miscommunication that happened between me, you, Kylie, our director of photography, how did you feel the very first time when you finally got the one? Because you had seen some rough drafts and you had seen some that were 50% done. But when you finally got that final one with the sound the way it needed to be, the edits the way they needed to be, what were your thoughts? Uh, dude, I was super happy. Like, dude, I was super happy. Like, Nate, dude, he freaked that shit. Like, like it's the, the, the birds chirping, you know what I mean? Like, everything, dude. I was like, fuck, this is dope. The little carnival music in the uh, arcade scene, I was like, damn. So I was, uh, I was happy, man. The way everything looked. Because I did out of love. And I'm like, what's the goal with this, John? Why are you motivated to do this? And it's like, I want to see it when it's done. You know? That's, I'm not, I'm not getting paid. Like, I, uh, I want to do it because I've been wanting to do this. And I want to see it when it's done. And I, it just felt like a huge accomplishment. And that's the best feeling to me. Cause sometimes I'll, I'll chase pussy or whatever, you know? And as the years go by, um, that goal doesn't feel as good as this goal. You know, because it's like, I really tried and it really looked good and I can share it with other people, you know? Well, because you could go play cards or you could play a, a slot machine and you could, you could get a jackpot just by being a dumbass and pushing a button. So yeah. it's not, a, it's not I, I see what you're saying. It's not money anymore, you know? No. Like, like, what if we would have said, "Oh yeah, we we have a we have a, a an investor who gave us this money. Here you go, Kane. Here's here's um here's here's money for everything: your travel, your food, for your time. Don't worry about it no more. Just let it go." I see what you're saying is that you did it for the love. You weren't gonna think like that. You invested no. your time, and your energy, and shit, everything that you had into that role, and it did yeah, get emotional. Bro. Yeah, man, seriously. Because when you, when we're trying to pick a date, I just said, man, tell me a date. If, if it's on a Saturday, cool, I'll, I'll fly out. I got to do a bunch of other shit while I'm there, but I want to do this. This is priority. So, and then booking Kylie, shout out to Kylie Fox, ladies and gentlemen, because she is the shit. She showed up and did work. She had all of her lines memorized and she was ready to go. And so was her friend Ryan. 
Shout out to Ryan too. Um, uh-huh. but dude, it was. I called at least five girls, you know, that all said maybe uh, scheduling. And then we had one who was like, yeah, she's going to do it. And then we're trying to book the plane ticket. And she couldn't pussyfooting around. So I'm just like, fuck. And I, shout out to Kylie Fox, because I don't know her that well. We're friends online. I'm a fan of the stuff she posts. Her content is on point. But I just messaged her and she said, yeah. I sent her the script and she was like, hell yeah. So I just, I did, dude. I tried my ass off, Ryan Craig, and it turned out good, you know? Well, uh, some some things are like that in life, uh, especially when you have a passion for it, meaning that after everything was said and done and we had the final product, I thought this wouldn't have been as good if our director of photography, who was originally going to be our our main editor, it wouldn't have been as good if we would have had him do it. We needed that fate to come where Nate would be the one to add what he added. Yeah, and dude, what it was he added, you can't really put into words. It was just like he took his artistry and he applied it with these little yeah. subtle things that made it complete. And so it was, yeah, and dude. he and I hadn't been talking. He has a life where sometimes he goes off the grid uh, through social media. And I think maybe he had other things going on in his life. We hadn't even talked or spoke. I sent the rough draft to him. I said, hey, watch this. Tell me what you think. He said, Hey, can I do a few things to it? I said, hell yeah. Well, yeah. him doing a few things turned into him completing it to where it was set. Now, for anybody wondering, I wrote a, a film based off of things that happened in my life. Some things are exactly how they happened. Some things were altered in order to fit a script of a 10-minute film. So Katie <laughs> Kane's character is based off of me. Of course, there's going to be parts where... It wasn't exactly the way I said or did things, but it's based off of me. Kylie Fox plays a character that was based off of somebody who was my friend, who I was involved with. And then uh, those are the two main characters. So it's their story. And uh, they just really brought it to life. So Amazon yeah, Prime mm-hmm. and however that works is what we're looking toward in the future. But we'll make sure and let you guys know. So if you follow Katie Kane, if you follow me on social media we're gonna make sure everybody knows but yeah we're gonna find a way so people can watch it right now we're just doing the uh la skins fest and I, I didn't look up this tcl theater or whatever but i don't yeah. care if nobody else goes i'm gonna be in heaven for that 10 minutes when i watch it on that big screen you know Me 11 too, minutes, bro. Whatever it is. that's where i'm going i was like ah conflicted i didn't go to the name same here you know, but my guys went, you went, and the reports were what I expected. And you and I went to Vegas. That was under that uh, law firm in Seattle. They paid you guys to come out one night. They paid me and DeNovo to come out one night. And that was not a good experience. And so I don't want to just go and 
go into it looking negative, but at least I get to see my shit on a big screen. You know, if they treat in me some Hollywood, kind of California. Way, yeah, and if they treat me some kind of way, that's fine. There's wreck weed. We can go and get some weed and work on some songs. You know. You, no, not, your film uh, is going to be shown in Hollywood, California. Fuck yeah, it's dude! Just that that that's it right there. Your face on a on a something that I wrote in Wapato, Washington, on the Yakima Reservation, is going to be shown in Hollywood. It's worth it. Yeah, Everything it else is. is a bonus after that. Fuck yeah, dude. Because that wasn't the goal, Ryan Craig. But it's still no, it wasn't. an awesome perk, you know? Cause it's, so for, uh, anybody who, for anybody who has the drive and the motivation, you can do it. And that's yeah, what, man. what I want people to realize. You can do it. I mean, people probably drove by Legends Casino and said, what are those people doing right there? Because we filmed right there. <laughs> and somebody might have said, what, what, why is that girl putting on that jail suit out in Wapato? Like, what is she doing? <laughs> we were that serious about it. We were that yeah. about it to say, let's make this fucking movie. Goddamn right. So I'm excited yeah. for people to see it. Um, how did you feel? How did you feel about the emotions of it? Did you feel? Did you did you feel like you and Kylie brought what the mood and the vibe and the emotion was supposed to be? Do you feel like you guys pulled it off? I do. Uh, Kylie Fox is hot, you know, so I didn't have to act too much. Is uh kind of natural, right. but yeah, it, uh, we rehearsed a couple of times our line on Friday after we scooped her at the airport, and everything felt comfortable. It was cool, and uh, the emotions, dude. Like, I was just trying to accurately portray you. You know what I mean? Like the way I smile, I try to make it super toothy like Ryan Craig. You know what I mean? Like Okay. Like cheesing. And uh that was my main concern was just making sure you thought it was good. You know? And like I thought you guys captured everything. I really did. Yeah. And then when we did our post interview on Sunday, like, that's when, like, the emotions started hitting. Like, I just couldn't stop tearing up and feeling all crybaby and shit. And, like, you were talking about how we as Native men aren't really allowed to express our emotions. Um, and I had an ex-girlfriend who passed away in a car wreck. Um, I don't want to say her name because it was a long time ago and I love her and I miss her, but uh, I never dealt with that, bro. Like I barely stepped to the funeral and the uh, memorial shit. And I, I didn't go to the burial. Like it, it, 
it hurt too much to be around. And so filming that movie, I, I feel like it made me process it. And it just made me want to cry on Sunday. You know what I mean? Because it was sad. It's a sad thing to have happened in your life. You know? So I think that's why I love it so much, too. Like, that's... I'm, I'm switching from rap to rock. And it's because I like writing those songs. And I get to express my emotion a little bit more than I can on a rap. You know? Yeah. And the emotions of the movie, like, for real, dude, I was crying on Sunday. And I was like, why the fuck am I doing And it's, I feel like that's, like, I never dealt with it. And that was, uh, that happened a week before my first album dropped, you know? So that was a long time ago. And so I feel like it's good to deal with shit like that. Like, uh, if you don't like counseling, then talk to a buddy or just talk to a camera. You know what I mean? Record it yeah. and watch it later and you'll feel better, you know? How did you feel about, and, and in the beginning this wasn't intentional, but uh, the female character, I didn't tell anybody this before, those were her favorite songs. So for Damn. whatever reason, the, um, the So They Say and then uh, the Red Sox album that has uh, the song Yakima and Squash Beer Can and... Um, Oh, Badass Bitch, which is one of the most yeah. ignorant songs I've ever made. Those <laughs> albums were kind of like around the same time, but they continued to be played for years after. And I'm not saying that they had it. Those, that's just what happened. How, how did you feel about the soundtrack, the way we had So They Say and uh, uh, the Red Sox, uh, the Outsiders kind of set the tone. Even though it wasn't the 07, 08 era for the film, we kind of made it that. What did you yeah. think about that? Dude, that was dope. That's uh, the cinematography of Ryan Cray. You know, like, it was dope. Because that album, that was a good one. You know what I mean? From both of us. And those songs, they, they're pretty iconic. Like, I'm totally on to some other shit with my rock. But that stuff makes me feel nostalgic. Like, fuck, those, those songs are tight. And it's cool that uh, those are the songs she was into. You know? Like, that's dope. Little bad. I thought they I thought they captured the vibe and they captured the moment, meaning we didn't force it. We didn't say it has to be so they say and it has to be the outsiders. I kinda did, but at the same time we had enough in those albums to say this is perfect for here. I thought when uh when Kylie Fox played a scene where she's waiting for the visit in a cell, when the when the off one lyrics come on, 
It was perfect. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be perfect. You know what you're talking about, that so much more when she's pacing back yeah. and forth. So much more. And then Nate was yeah, able dude. to add different sounds. So, yeah. Yeah. The ambient sound in the gel. Yeah, that was tight. Like that. Genius. Yeah, Nate's tight. You know? I thought the way he added the laugh when Twist and Blow comes on. When Twist and Blow comes on, he added the laugh, and he made it to where you hear me directing. Now, that's something only Nate would do. Anybody else would have said, no, you can't have that in there. Did you notice that? I did. That was genius for him to put that. Yeah. So, people out there... uh, Log on to Facebook, go to Katie Kane's page, or go to Ryan Craig's page, see the trailer, see what we're talking about, look for it coming soon to however we're going to do it, Amazon Prime, whatever whatever it's going to be, uh, we'll, we'll let you guys know, but uh, I got to get get these kids some dinner, so if anybody wants to go on Amazon Prime or YouTube, look up Guardian Ancestor. That's the first film that I did. It stars my son and his cousin when they were 14 years old. Check that out, please. And uh, I'd love, I'd love to keep talking, but I gotta. And I'm gonna see you on a uh, Saturday. Okay. Well, yeah. Well. So, okay. Yeah, I'll see you at the airport. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay, man. Have a good night. All right. You too. Later. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. I guess uh, that wraps the episode. I'm going to go ahead and do my outro dance. Oh, wait, can we keep going, Mitch? Okay. I, I don't have the echo anymore, which is super nice, man. Yeah. All right. So we could edit that out, or we could not, God damn it, because it's our show. So I'm going to do my outro dance, ladies and gentlemen. This was the 32nd episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I was your host, Katie M. Kane. Missing in action was my co-host, Will Terps. We'll get him back on December 1st. Holler at your boy, Will, when you hear this episode. I want to know what you think. Um, Also, shout out to tonight's episode guest, Ryan Craig, the writer and director of the short film, You Love Who You Love, showing at the L.A. Skins Film Festival this Sunday night, November 24th at 8 p.m., starring yours truly, Katie M. Kane and Kylie Fox. I'm uh, super excited. We got to pre-record this episode, and everything's going to work out. Um, I also got to give a real big shout-out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. Like I appreciate you guys for showing up. on a night where we usually would be at home just chilling, doing a regular practice call, but it's like you guys went to where the, the beefy internet was at and made it happen. So I thank you guys, man. I, I know you guys got fam and, and other stuff to do. So um, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. This Oh, wait, 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 wait. This was a main note and Joseph Street Enterprise production.